0: Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host Karen Thomas and I want to thank you so much for being here today, being the proactive parent that you are and getting the resources to help your child reach their most fulfilling life, the healthiest and happiest that they can be because we know they deserve it like everybody else does. And it does take our part to as a parent to do some extra work I mean, we don't know when we have a child that we're going to have to become our child's own doctor. I was once told when my own son was diagnosed with autism that I should drug him and and try behavioral therapies and basically good luck, there would be nothing else that we would be able to do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't believe that and I didn't want to believe that and I knew because of my background in craniosacral therapy of 30 years now and researching the brain, I knew the brain could heal. It's a scientific fact but what we have to do is get all of the toxins and the inflammation and things out of the brain's way and the body's way so it can heal itself. So that is where I'm, why I'm here today. I wanna to share with you resources to help you reach your child's optimum level of recovery, whatever that may be. Today, my own son is fully recovered from his symptoms of autism. He's no longer even diagnosable. And we know every child's level of recovery is different but they can improve and they can improve immensely. So children who are nonverbal can often speak. Children who aren't able to focus and think in a classroom are now going, have gone from D's and F's to A's and B's. Ones who who were not social and fearful of other kids are now having friends. And ones who were violent, even aggressive, are now calm and relaxed. And that is what we are striving to achieve because nobody wants to live with those uncomfortable symptoms, regardless of their level of recovery, they can get better. So I'm really glad that you're here because again, I, find out, I found out pretty quickly as I'm sure you have that getting my child better was really gonna be up to me. So I'm here and happy to be here for you to give you resources to guide you on your own journey with your child to help you get education and knowledge about what you can do. And, you know, you've heard, hopefully you've been following me for a long time, and you have heard me talk probably hundreds of times at this point about the importance of diet and that we start with healing the gut. Now of course I call it my my now my five stages which are running through you know we've got to heal the gut first because the gut controls the brain and 80% of the immune system so a lot of those behaviors and a lot of the immune issues are starting with the gut and the gut starts the foundational strengthening so when you go on to stage 2 for this natural safe and heavy metal detoxification and further detoxification because those detoxification pathways in our kids are very often backed up with so many toxins that the liver can't process fast enough and they can get much worse before better before they get better when you're detoxifying too quickly, and even when you're doing your best to try and do it slowly, it happens. This is what I guide parents through in my membership program. I think it's so important to know you've got to go slowly, okay? So don't feel like you have to to be on some race. This is more of a marathon, a long-term, slow process to get your child better. But then we move on to co-infections, Lyme, mold, strep, other things that also get in the way and get in our way of our child's recovery because those can turn around and go back to the gut. They can damage the gut. Mold and, and strep and Lyme all will affect the gut. So again, back to stage one, being the gut, there are, I call it the seven top foods. There are many foods, but the seven sort of top foods to eliminate to make sure that you're reducing the, in, uh, the possibility of inflammation in, the, in your child's gut because the, there are, these are inflammatory foods, and also reducing toxic overload because they have toxic overload issues where they create more problems in the gut, and they also feed bad bacteria in the gut like candida. So if you haven't gotten my seven foods guide yet, please go that go get that now. It's a free PDF. I've made it just for you. And you can get that at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods. And that's the number seven in foods with no spaces in between. Uh, I want to make sure that you are aware of that. I will link to it on today's show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash one zero five. So that if you're driving in your car and you forget all of that, too, um, you can just remember to go back to uh, show number 105 uh, with Naturally Recovering Autism. And the, the link will be on that page for you as well. I have something kind of fun to share with you today because I know sometimes we get so serious about, you know, the issues behind our our, our kids' recovery process and everything we're really fighting for and holding on to our faith with You know, can they get better? Will they get better? What do I need to do? And during this process, as I've talked about, again, back to the gut, we can't feed them processed carbohydrates and gluten and dairy and sugars. So as the holidays approach, which are basically here now, we're kind of looking for ways. I wanted to share with you some ways that you could actually give yourself and your child some healthy holiday treats and i think it's important they they need to be felt to feel like they're included if there's a classroom party you could even make some of these cookies yourself and um that we're going to go into and some things that that you can share with the classroom and just tell your child remember just to eat these you know that the other ones might hurt your tummy and Try to explain to them a little bit about those other foods too in in that PDF, I explain why those foods are are harmful, and not just here they are, but I give you more information so you can be knowledgeable and as you it it's surprising I remember this with my own kids that when they were younger, always telling them about you know certain foods or supplements or why they were doing you know thinking they're not listening to a, a thing i'm saying <laughs> but now that they're older, I realize how much of what I told, taught, have taught them, they have absorbed and are knowledgeable about now. So even when you think your child isn't listening, even if they're nonverbal, you know that they're still retaining information and they are very bright. Our children are extremely smart. So again, come out with the positive, the good intentions, and just continue to keep teaching them. And then they'll be more apt to eventually understand why they're doing what they're doing and that, uh, that, that, you know, you could share these cookies in a classroom and tell them, okay, try and eat just, just the cookies that we bring so that those other ones don't hurt your tummy, or if they're having trouble sleeping or don't, don't, you know, make it hard for you to sleep again, or, or don't. Cause you, you know, some anxious, you know, uh, scary behaviors, various things, whatever their particular issue is, so that they have some understanding again of the behavior behind what those things do to them, and um, so, or so, so, that you don't get sick, or you know, we don't want to scare them, but we want to just bring them some knowledge. So let's get into today. Um, so I know you're probably been looking for healthy treats, and again, we don't want them to, feel, our kids to feel left out. And I have found these healthy keto cookies. They are made with natural ingredients, no gluten, dairy, sugar, and they're really tasty. There are over a dozen flavors, and these are already made. And I'm going to go into a little bit more about this. Um, But I first want you to know that there are actual studies, uh, and I'll link to in today's show notes, that show you how keto diets actually reduce seizures by up to 50%. Now, this keto diet also covers a lot of the things I mentioned about the lower inflammation or the lower toxicity in the gut or not feeding the candida and pathogenic bacteria in the gut. So that's where it basically covers a lot of those general guidelines that we need for the autism diet and basically are healthy for all of us to be eating. You also have to remember as a parent of a child with autism that the leaf doesn't fall too far from the tree, right? It's really, our children have inherited or may have in utero gotten some of our own issues. Maybe we had candida overgrowth and passed it to them in utero or we had high level of toxicity or we had some of those co-infections I mentioned and they have, have, have gained them, they can get them in utero, they can get them through breast milk. So it's good for you and the entire family, other siblings, other children that you have, uh, your spouse, everybody, the whole family should be doing this. I mean, you know, when we change our child's diet, really it's a matter of having the whole family change their diet. Now, I know everybody might fight you on that at first, but it's a slow process, again, of com- converting over to it because, as I know, it is not something you want to do really quickly. It's, a, it's challenging to start shifting the diet. So that's why I say one thing at a time. So don't feel like you have to do everything overnight or pull everything off the shelf in one day because your child will have a detox, detox reaction. We call it die off where the bad bacteria are starting to actually die off or they're detoxifying really fast and the body can't keep up with it. And you'll see heightened behaviors. So again, they're addicted to a lot of those foods, do it very, very slowly. And the same with your old family, just start shifting into the healthier foods. Uh, you'll get that seven food guide will we'll give you just a good idea of just, again, some, some top seven foods just to eliminate or start eliminating from the, from the diet. And then just start not buying them and buying healthier replacements as well. So this keto cookie is made with all of these things in mind. Again, it won't feed the bad bacteria in the gut like Candida or cause more inflammation or it won't negatively affect blood sugar. And it is actually healthy. Like some of the flavors have over five grams of protein in them. And like I mentioned before, there are over a dozen flavors. So it's really, they're really good. And I wanted to share it with you. And if you're wondering how they're sweetened in a healthy way, they're made with something called monk fruit. And uh, monk fruit and stevia are two sweeteners that are natural and they do not affect blood sugar or feed the bad bacteria in the gut. So it's good for you to know that with anything as you move forward. Those artificial sweeteners that you look at um, on the market, or you may have even in your home, are neurotoxic. They literally destroy brain cells. You don't want to use them. Uh, very, very important to know that. And I've mentioned that too, again, on that, that, uh, the PDF guide, the Free 7 Foods Guide. Um, why? So go into that a little bit further. So um, it's very, just, just remember not to use any of the F artificials. So these cookies, these particular ones I'm going to share with you, um, they are made again with, with monk fruit and um, that, that will you know stay within the good guidelines of, of all of these things as well. Now, I fortunately with this company, I actually know the owner. It's a very small company and they're just starting to really grow Uh, They're shipping throughout the US, and I have to say this as I will mention this uh, code to you for a 20% off discount as well, they can only be shipped within the US because they are a small company, they're shipped very quickly and they need to be refrigerated as soon as you get them, or they can also be frozen for long-term usage, but they don't have the ability to ship outside of the US just yet. But don't leave, don't run away if you're outside the US because I have more resources for you. And if you're in the U.S. and you want to uh, try doing some things on your own, then um, I'm going to have some guidelines for you as well, because I think it's important to know how you can make some of these things in your own kitchen. So first of all, um, these naturally keto ketolicious cookies is what they're called. They, um, uh, they've given me a discount code of NRA20 for naturally recovering autism, not the other thing. <laughs> NRA20 uh, will be a discount code. It'll get you 20% off discount of these really exceptionally delicious cookies and they're healthy, which is what I think is so important for you and your whole family. They're great gifts. So you can, uh, given the link on the show notes, again, at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 105, to the the link to the URL, the address for the website, and again, you can use that code uh, long-term. This isn't just for now or for the holidays. It's long-term. Anytime you want to in the future, you can use that code and get 20% off of your entire purchase. And you're welcome to share it as well. It's open to anybody to use. Um, And uh, I think these also make great gifts as well. So just wanna put that out there too. Now, if you're outside of the US, or you feel like you'd like to uh, try your own hand at, at making them in your own home, then there are some keto cookbooks that I'm going to link to also in today's show notes. And of course, Google has a ton of different types of keto recipes. Now, one thing we want to look at is you can substitute all of any bad food. Gluten, you know, can be substituted by um, very commonly almond flour, is really good, or coconut flour. Dairy, cow's milk can be substituted with almond milk, or coconut milk, or hemp milk if your child has any nut allergies and you need to stay away from the nut milks. And hemp is uh, something that's good. Hemp milk, uh, never soy milk. Soy is on that seven food guide and I explain all of the reasons why, but soy is, uh, is very, very uh, uh, inflammatory. It's allergenic, it messes with your hormones. And if it's, uh, if it's in a liquid form, it's even worse. The, the PDF will explain more of that to you. But uh, very important, um, never to use soy milk. Uh, or soy products for that matter, really. Uh, and I know vegetarians, I, I like to make sure that you're aware of that. So hemp is a good substitute, um, hemp milk. Be sure with any of those milks uh, that you uh, just like with any of the these gluten-free products that they're making, they'll add so many awful ingredients to them, so many, top, you know, harmful ingredients that will, will, Feed the bad bacteria, or their processed carbohydrates. They're just basically junk food. That's why I say, you know, if you can get a good organic almond flour or coconut flour, those are both very, very good to use, uh, and um, and so that you're not getting any of the bad things in your diet as well. You don't want to have any of those milks have any added sugars or fillers or anything like that. So just check your labels. And that's a simple thing to do. Did they add sugars? If they did, put it down and pick up another one, or go to a better health go to a health food store. If it's a regular store, um, again, organic is always your best choice because then you're not going to be adding in any more uh, pesticides or chemicals that are more toxins that you're putting in your child's body. Um, I've had parents, uh, especially parents in my membership program, say they were doing really well with the diet and then they bought something at the store and it had they didn't realize that it wasn't organic and it and their child had their their symptoms heightened again and they had been doing really well so you can, can often see in your child changes that can happen pretty quickly in their physical health or their emotional behavioral health when they have things that their body rejects uh, or is, is causing more inflammation or toxins so those are a couple things to be aware of so when you're looking at any diet, I mean, any, well, that too, with any uh, recipe, know that you can substitute a cup of almond flour to a cup of wheat flour. It's pretty much a one-to-one ratio. Same with coconut flour, but also know that you want to use kind of your common sense with it. As you're adding in, I like to add in slowly when I'm substituting an ingredient for something else in a recipe book. Or on a recipe online, when you have, say, it calls for a cup of wheat flour and you're substituting a cup of almond flour, you very, very slowly start, you know, tight. Start. I always call titrating because I titrate dosages up. When you start um, mixing it in, just mix it in very slowly and and go for the consistency you want. Of course, it makes sense, right? It's very easy to do. So slowly add it in. If If after you've gotten to a half or about three quarters of a cup, it looks like it's about the consistency you want, then maybe you don't need to add more. And a good way to to notice is if if the consistency of your ingredients is crumbly and it's not able to, you can't take it into, roll it into a ball in your hand and then flatten it out on a cookie sheet without it completely falling apart then you've just you've added too much almond flour too much of the dry goods um and alternately if it's still too gooey then uh then you want to add a little bit more so i mean that's common sense right you can figure that out just as you go along and you're you know the first time you do a recipe sometimes it's kind of a test and then after that you start getting to you know know how how that recipe works a little bit better and you know, and and we've also all tried different recipes that some of them end up being really, really tasty, and some of them aren't so good that we do on our own. So you, you know, you go until you find uh, some of those that you really like. Um, and I've I've linked to uh, a couple of uh, keto cookbooks. Uh, one is uh, dairy free, and one is gluten free and dairy free. And then a book called Cooking with Coconut Flour. And then even Google, of course, has a lot of keto recipes that you can go through and substitute. Because if one says dairy-free, like this one keto cookbook, but it's not gluten-free, then you want to make sure you're substituting those. Any Anywhere it calls for wheat flour, you want to substitute for coconut flour or almond flour. Something, again, that's healthier. Not many of those uh, those alternatives that are offered out there. Just read your labels um, because things, you know, tapioca flour and potato flour, all of those things are, you know, they affect blood sugar. They're processed carbohydrates. They feed those bad bacteria. So you want to know to avoid those. Uh, it's really important in the long run for your child's health and for your own really. So again, you can, for one-to-one, exchange out uh, the flour ratio usually, but slowly uh, folding it in and and mixing it in to get the consistency you want. And the same with monk fruit. Monk fruit is a one-to-one ratio for sugar. So say a recipe calls for a half cup of, of sugar, you can substitute a half cup of monk fruit. And I've linked to an organic monk fruit on the show notes page for you. Um, It comes in uh, granules like sugar. They also have liquid forms, but the granules are easy, Uh, again, like sugar, you just mix it in, uh, again, that one-to-one ratio. Uh, But mudfruit can be a little bit sweeter sometimes than uh, than sugar can. So what I suggest is mixing it in a little bit at a time and then you might need a little bit less than sugar even. But in general, it's one-to-one. But again, it's desired amount of sweetness too. Some people like things extra sweet, other people like things not as sweet. I don't eat a lot of sugar, so when I do eat some or when I eat um, something like a monk fruit or you know, something like a stevia, that uh, a little bit goes a long way for me. I taste the sweetness a lot because my body isn't as desensitized to the sugar or the sweetness. So, just bear that in mind that you might want to start with a little bit less uh, but pretty close to a one to one ratio just so you have those guidelines in mind because again, there are a lot of really great uh, ways that you can uh, make healthy foods at home by just substituting a regular uh, a regular recipe with the ingredients that are healthier for your family and a lot of the times our or kids don't even, don't even know the difference. Um, I have bought some of these keto cookies and had them at home. They did a whole variety pack. So I got one with like all the different flavors in it. And um, my, had my husband and my son try them and both of them, <laughs> even my husband was like, these are really good. He's going to get his mom a box for Christmas. And I was like, yeah, they are, aren't they? So, you know, it's kind of funny to watch that, but it also was a way to, you know, keep him eating the healthier foods too. You know, if if you have the healthier foods in your home is what people tend to start eating, right? Because the junk food's not there, just don't buy it. And again, if you're weaning people off of those bad foods, because they will likely be addicted to them, remember it's a slow it can be a slow process and the holidays can be a tough time to be doing that and if you've already been doing a really good job with the diet you don't want to lose the the progress that you've already made and you've seen changes positive changes in your child's health and behavior like many parents have who have switched to the the good diet the good foods then it's important to keep that progress. You don't want to lose it. Now, of course, one little thing on occasion depends on the child. Some of them might really, you know, go off the rails and get wild on a little little tiny bit of the old bad food if they get it during the holidays. Others not affected as much, but they are going to be affected. So, this is a way to give some healthy treats in the house some that you can purchase already ready-made if you choose to. And again, please use my discount code for 20% off of these great key delicious cookies. And again, they have 13 flavors to choose from or variety packs, or you can make things yourself at home in your own kitchen and just use the healthier versions. Uh, That way your family will have some healthy treats and your child with autism can keep all of the progress that you've already made with them. And, uh, and, hopefully you guys can enjoy your holiday. You can enjoy your holiday and everybody, the whole family is, is having a good time and nobody's feeling left out. And uh, And I hope that all of you have, have really the healthiest holidays possible. And it if you, again, if you're driving or out on your morning run and you're listening to this podcast, that the show notes again will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 105. And if you wouldn't mind leaving me a review on my iTunes page for this podcast, it helps other parents to learn about it and see that other parents like it. And that it's, if it's been helpful for you, then I want to reach other people. And, and please share it with anybody that you know, uh, even on your social media, for that matter, like anywhere where others who are in need of the resources could benefit from them because uh, my goal is to help as many parents as possible and uh, we can all help each other together. So if that's something that you are willing to do, that would be very, very helpful and greatly appreciated. I hope you have a great day. Take care of yourself and we will see you next week.